Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Uh, years ago, I, I had an incident where I had a chance to preach on the tent. It was an old army tent. And, and listen, I've never done that before. Seriously, I, I, I thought it was, it was unique. Uh, you know, and I think about in the Bible days when, when the Israelites were dwelling in the wilderness, they used the tent. The, the, the tabernacle was actually a tent. It was made up by God and it was set up by the Lord. And God moved. And when Solomon or David came to build a temple... He says, what kind of place could you make for me to dwell in? My God, <laughs> heaven is my throne <laughs> and earth is my footstool. I said, man, well, I guess we can try a little something. We can put something. <laughs> but anyway, and I was preaching under that tent. I felt the Holy Ghost. I said, man, maybe we ought to go on to the, back on the tents again, maybe. Man, I never had, I had an experience. And I preached the message that you are freed from sin. And I remember that, that message clearly. And, you know, people looking at me like I'm a nut. Don't he know that we're sinners saved by grace? The Bible don't teach that. I was a sinner saved by grace. Saved by grace. I can go with that. But if you're still a sinner, you're not saved. Now listen to me. I don't want, I don't, listen, I'm going to get in this and I'm going to balance it, okay? Because I'm trying to teach something. When are we ever going to get to the place where we overcame? Right? When are we going to ever get to the place where we have victory over sin? If we listen to that malarkey, we'll never find victory. I listen to preachers say, oh, nobody's perfect. Everybody sins. <laughs> and, you know, it sounds good to the flesh. Because you're never going to see the desire to overcome. Can you get to a place where you're not, sin is no longer ruling you? Yes. See, Romans chapter 6 and 7, 8. If you ever have the time, go read it. And take a pencil and mark. And you're going to notice God gives us a message. There is therefore, chapter 8, verse 1, I'm not reading yet, but there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who live after the, who lives after the Spirit and not the flesh. So as a believer, I can't be condemned with the sins of the past any longer. You understand what I'm saying? I've overcame that through the blood of Jesus, not through my own self, not through what my flesh can produce. Because if you follow the flesh, you will die. I can rejoice this morning, y'all, because I have victory over sin. And this is going to sound funny to the modern church. I am not a sinner. Now, wait a minute, brother. Don't you sin? I'm, listen, I'm not telling you that. I have overcame through the blood of Jesus. Sin is no longer my schoolmaster. See, at one time I took pleasure in sin. But if I sin now, I will have no pleasure. There's no pleasure for a believer in sin. You know, we have a, a race problem in America. I, somebody said that, and he's so right. It's not the color. It's not 
the color of the skin, the problem is the sin, the problem. There you go. It's not the skin, the problem. It's the sin, the problem. It's where, the, it's where I'm, I'm talking about. You know, we throw billions of dollars in trying to correct people's attitude, and all it does is get worse and worse and worse. We got more hate in America than we have ever had, more division in America. We have more sickness and disease. Where's all that money going? How is that helping anyone? Because it's a heart problem. It's a sin problem. It's a faith problem. My Lord, you say you're preaching good, brother, and keep on going. <laughs> I was reading, I want to read verse 23 of chapter 6 of Romans. Verse 23, so we'll start there. For the wages or the price of sin is death. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, today we don't, we don't need to talk about sin in the church because after all, we're, we, we're, you know, there's no, there's no problem with sin anymore. Sin is not a problem. It's, it's irrelevant, but now my Bible says that. What's the price of sin? Death. How many of you know what death means? Separation from God. Paul is writing this because there was an argument about the law. The Old Testament law. And the Old Testament law was good. Thou shalt not is good. Thus saith the Lord is good. I remember when I said the other day, those are not ten opinions, those are ten commandments. Oh, yes, yes, sir. It's not what God thinks you ought to do. It's what you better do. <laughs> so God gave ten commandments. And other than the Sabbath, and of course Jesus is our rest, those commandments are in the New Testament. But getting back to what I'm saying, that those commandments are not salvation. Those commandments deal with the character of God. Now, when you read through Leviticus and Numbers, you get a little confused because they get a little technical about some things in that in books. When they talk about sin, offering the sacrifice for sin, they have a precise way to do it. You got to put the sheep or the goat a certain way. You have to have done a certain way. You have to sprinkle the blood around the altar a certain way. You have to put it on the horns. Oh, listen, that's how God demanded. I said to myself, my goodness. Well, it's not about that. It's about how serious God was about sin. That he wanted it done a precise way. Aaron's two sons thought they could do it different. They got strange fire. They did. They took fire from where they weren't supposed to try to offer that. And that's a lot like us. We come to God. I'm a worship God. I'm not perfect. That's strange worship. You know, strange faith. That you're offering up something that's not in the Bible. God demands a holy life. Even though your flesh, and I'm going to get to that point because I want to bring it out. The flesh is not saved. Never will be. The desires and passions of the flesh, and I, I, have, I don't have the nature of Adam anymore. Well, but Lynn, don't you, my flesh 
is sin. My flesh wants to do things that are, listen, I'm battling that every day. Like I said a minute ago, you know, when I, when I, when I, when I offer myself before the Lord now, I have to look at where's my flesh? Is it dead? That's what the Bible says. Can you find victory over sin? Don't never. And I don't believe there's not a person in here that knows this. Don't let men tell you you can be a sinner and still be a Christian. That's a lie. You're not going to hear this in modern churches. You're not going to hear it because we're so comfortable with flesh. We're so comfortable with not mentioning sin. Listen, sin is real. Sin is death. You know the biggest sin I, I notice in my life of the Lord and walking with God and other people? Pride. That evil thing is about as demonic as anything. Pride. You can link every sin that's committed in your life to pride. What's the first sin that was committed by the devil? Pride. He wanted to take God's place. Come on. So when pride starts creeping in, even in the church, pride says, notice me. Me, me, me. I, 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 I. <laughs> That's what I said. Do you know what's the first letter in idolatry? And it's true. This church is not about me. It's about Jesus. It's not about Yvette, my wife, mama, all those are saying. It's about Jesus. It has to be about Jesus. It has to be a worship about Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm going to tell you a little story. Before I do that, remember the flesh warred against the spirit and the spirit warred against. Listen, if you're born again, you're going to heaven. You hear me? Nothing's going to change that. As long as you hold to God's word and live a holy life, you're going to heaven. But sometimes the flesh comes in says, maybe I could help God. Maybe if I pray more, there's nothing wrong with praying more. Maybe if I go to church more, nothing wrong with going to church more. Maybe if I do all that stuff, that's going to help me get into heaven. No. Those are things you do because you're saved. Come on, somebody. Those are things you do because you're right with God. Does that make sense to you? They had a man, and this is <laughs> it's an illustration, okay? He had two dogs. <laughs> He had a white dog and he had a black dog. And every day he'd go into around the people, you know, and he'd gather a group. He says, I bet you any amount of money that white dog will beat that black dog. And I'll be dog, everybody would bet bet the money and the man would win. Next day he'd come, I bet you that black dog the next day, he said, would beat the white one. So he said, oh, I don't think you're right. So he'd bet he'd make all kind of money. <laughs> so after a while, he's getting, he's making money, man. One man says, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know which dog's going to win? He said, I'll tell you my secret. The one I feed the most. 
Oh, oh, oh. Listen, you want to win? Feed the spirit. <laughs> Stop feeding the flesh. You want to make it with God? Pray, Sister Matt. Read your Bible. Learn the ways of God. And you will win. Come on, Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. Paul's having this argument. I'm not, I, there's no way I can go through it. Just, I try to keep you all till 15 to 12, and I'll be all right. I think I'll be. <laughs> I remember Paul wrote the bike. He said, How many will give me five minutes? Everybody said, And he said, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> oh, it's the way. I had my own saying. I tell people, I said, I'm almost finished. Somebody say amen. Amen. I said, oh, y'all want me to go, huh? <laughs> oh, this <they say>, amen. <laughs> okay. All right. Chapter 6 again, verses 2. Well, verse 1. Paul is talking about the law. He just finished in chapter 5 talking about the Ten Commandments and how the Ten Commandments we're, we're done away with. It don't mean it's done away with in our heart. I mean, as for following in the law, as for depending on the Ten Commandments of salvation, you can't get saved by following the Ten Commandments. It's trouble to get saved people to follow it without getting a lost person to follow it. But anyway, it says here, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul just finished telling them, grace is your way. Right? You're saved by grace. It's not of yourself. It's not of the law. That your, your salvation comes through grace. Well, then actually the question is, also, I guess we can sin all we want. We can saved by grace. No use doing what is right. No use worry about sin. No, he said here. He said, shall we, shall we, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Or God forbid. How shall we who are dead to sin live any longer? I'm going to ask you a personal question. You don't have to raise your hand. You know what's in your heart. Are you dead to sin? Hmm? Come on. Listen, i got to ask myself that. Is sin controlling my life? Is sin the one I follow? You know what? Me and Boog was talking about it. And sin is a, is a bondage. Someone that's bound by sin is not free in God. That's right. There you go, Listen, I'm really learning every day. I'm learning this. I said, how am I going to get closer to God? I got to be free from sin. Sin don't control my life. Why, oh, you think you're perfect? I'm telling you, it doesn't control my life. Come on now. See, when, at one time when I sinned, I had pleasure. Now when I sin, I don't have no pleasure. I know something has changed. The, the connections are, are crossed or something. Something ain't right. When I could lie, I was the chief liar of all liars. Man, I tell you what, the devil is a liar, but I was, I was right on him at one time. <laughs> he was my master. When I lied and got away with it, I felt like I won a, I won a prize. My pocket is full. I got what I want. My flesh is, is pleased. And now, all of a sudden, 
And I'm going to try it. It don't work. <laughs> Seriously. Listen, sometimes, I remember one time I went on a job, and, and, I, and I, I didn't do something exactly right on my, my dump truck or something. And it bothered me all night long. I said, Lord, son, you are not in darkness. You're in the light. You're to be a representative of the light. And when this flesh wins, I got to ask God for forgiveness. Because yeah. flesh is there. I'm sorry to say, I wish I was wrong. This ain't never, never saved. This is not saved. This is never. Listen, the only time this thing's going to be right is when Jesus comes back. All right, the flesh. I'm talking about the passion, not the skin and bones and none of that. I'm talking about the desires of the flesh. See, the desires of the flesh are not your salvation. Get what I'm saying? They're, they're not your Lord. You've been made free from that. You're not, you're not a sinner. I'm changing every day, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you right now. Listen, the flesh is still there. You know how we got the, whole, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost? Well, they got an unholy trinity. The flesh, the world, and the devil. You're right. it, they agree together. Come on, Jesus. They, they want to fight God. But I can't go into your heart and make it happen for you. You have to accept it. I can't go into your life. Or live at your house and say, you ain't doing this right and you're doing this right. Listen, I'm not, the, I'm not the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? But you're battling an enemy. It's called the devil. And he has his protégés, the world and the flesh. They agree together. They, they, they work together like the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost works together. The world and the flesh and the devil are equally as evil. On the opposite side. And they're battling for your soul. You better wake up, man. There is a devil battling for your soul. And he does not want you to go to heaven. He knows where he's going. And he wants you with him. Come on, Holy Ghost. He's going to do... He, he don't love you. He hates you. He hates God's creation. He hates God. He hates Jesus. He's deprived in his mind. He really believes he can overcome God, and he can't. And he wants you with him. Certainly not, he said. God forbid, how shall we who are dead to sin live any longer in? Look, can I just briefed over some verses? Verse 4 says this, Therefore we are buried with him through baptism. Talked about born again experience. Now people get the water baptism, and I know the water baptism is a symbol of the dead, but really I've died. 20, 40, how long was How long have we been serving one? 38 years, 40. I died. I was buried in my watery grave. And I come up a brand new person in Jesus. My, my thing is that my, my real baptism is my born again experience with the Lord. I died. I buried old Lanny somewhere. I don't want to dig him up. He stinks by now. Oh, right? He's just bones. But Jesus, I came up a brand new person in Christ. Can I say something? And I don't want to get nobody. If you ain't changed, you ain't saved. Uh, that, that, that's, that's good, good. 
<laughs> what? If you ain't changed, if Christ ain't changed your life, you ain't saved. Listen, I, I've always said that. I was like a, like a man with a pair of blindfolds on. And when I got born again, it came off. I could see so many things I never saw before. How many of you had that happen when you got born again? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, a, a, like, like Paul, when Paul, when Bowen's talking about Paul on the road to the man, he, had a, he stayed three days with these cabs on his eyes when, on the road to Damascus. I was telling Bowen, I said, I wonder what this man was going through for three days blind. Knowing that he was, thought he was serving God, but he wasn't. He was killing God's people. Throwing them in prison, women and men, separating them from their children, doing all kind of harm. And he's sitting for three days before Ananias was called by the Lord to go pray on him. What was he thinking, Lawrence? What was happening? What was happening in them three days? What was going on in Paul's heart? God, please forgive me. God, I didn't know. God, I want to serve you with my life. God, I want to be with you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God, I want to be, I want to, I want to give my life to you. Paul was a Pharisee. He could quote the first five books of the Bible by heart. He could quote most of the prophets. From his boyhood, he, could, he knew what the word said. You remember, I was telling Bo, I was telling about Samson. Samson was given an order by the Lord. He was supposed to not cut his hair, not drink wine, touch any clean thing. You ever read the story about Samson? But one day he fell asleep in the devil's lap. <laughs> Delilah. And I told Bonus, he was, he, he was spiritually blind before he went physically blind. He got his eyes off of the Lord. He, he thought, I can live like I want. God's still going to move on me. You ever had people like that? No matter what I do, what I do. One day, Delilah cut his hair. And they put him in a, in a, in a, a grinding mill. With the grind, he was pushing a mill. He's pushing the grind. They were grinding. In, in, in a, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, and let me tell you something, brother. The Holy Ghost, teach, I could see him going around in a circle. Lord, please forgive me. God, why I turn my back on you? God, please come back into my life. Please, Lord, I turn my life. I'll repent of everything I've ever done in my life. I could see him for days in my spirit, maybe months, pushing that meal. And the Bible said, one day his hair grew back. <laughs> Man, I'll preach, bro. When people say, man, I've done so much. God can't do nothing with me. Man, let me tell you something. Let your hair grow back. <laughs> Come on. The Spirit of God started moving over Samson. In that day, when they took him out of that meal and put him in between those two pillars, he killed more people in one day than he did in his whole life. He had to find out where he was, y'all. In my own life, that's what I'm doing. Personally, that's why I'm, I'm trying to find out, God, where is my place? What is my faith about? What am, am, I, am I worship about you? I was saying that this morning, and that, that was also something the Lord brought to me about Stephen when he was stoning him. He said, I saw Jesus. <laughs> Man. He said, they were biting on him. He said, the Bible said they were gnashing on him with their teeth. 
in the book of Acts. Stephen was being persecuted because he just tried to preach the gospel to these people. He started from Abraham all the way down to Moses, and man, he laid it on them. He said, you stiff necks and uncircumcised in heart. My God, you hear that? You always resist the Holy Ghost, even as your fathers did. And he got mad at him. Well, religion hates the truth. When you die, don't dare tell a religious person he ain't going to heaven. Let me tell you something. You put your faith in a man and a religion, you're going to hell. Hallelujah. I don't care who, what it is. I don't care if it's even here. If your faith is not in Christ, and he looked up to heaven and he said, I see Jesus. <laughs> Lord, I spoke to I started praying like that. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need help. I, need, I see Jesus. <laughs> Come I started to say, Lord, I need a financial blessing. Lord, I see Jesus. Lord, I need healing in my shoulders. I see Jesus. I need the Holy Ghost in my life. I see Jesus. I need, my, I need things. That, Lord, I see Jesus. <laughs> I said, man. I said, man, it was, and, and the Lord's saying, that's why I want you, son. I want you to see my son, Jesus. If you're struggling with something, lift your eyes to heaven from where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord and say, I see Jesus. <laughs> man. Oh, man, I can see that the rest of this. <laughs> I see Jesus, Sister Madeline. I don't care what people say. I see Jesus. I don't care what the world is doing. I see Jesus. I said, man, what? I said, Lord, that, 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 I'm too narrow-minded. Good. <laughs> narrow is the way. Straight is the way, narrow is the way that leadeth unto righteousness. And few there be that. That's narrow. That's narrow. You know how narrow that is? Look, look this is narrow. All you need is this. Look how narrow that is. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Some of you is more narrow than mine. <laughs> but he said this. I see Jesus. He's, he's standing on the right hand of God. Man, get your eyes on Jesus. Get it off. The things of this world. Get it off on the problems of this world. Jesus is coming back. You know that? Huh? It could be before we end this service. <laughs> and then you all want to be the pastor? <laughs> Post. <laughs> all right. Folks, you can point at you, boy. Yeah, I'll around. I hope not. <laughs> And he says this, and uh, let me, when he talks about baptism, that the just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so shall you also walk in a newness of life. Let me ask you a question. Is your life new? Listen, I can look at my life, where I was, and where I'm at. It's a total 90 degree turn. Listen. My life is not what I, and I said the other day when I looked at my old picture, me and Jan's got married, I said, the Lord said, that ain't you, son. <laughs> You're not responsible for what he done. He died, both. He's dead. That old you is gone. But I was so encouraged, but I said, Lord, why am I feeling guilty all the time? Why am I feeling condemned? All That's the devil. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> that is the devil. Because there's no condemnation to those who in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh,
but after the Spirit. If you're walking after the Spirit, don't be condemned. Don't let your past life haunt you anymore. Don't let your past life dictate you or what you're living now. He's dead, Brady. He died. Your old man died. Accept that. So I need it back there. Your old lady died. Old man died. All y'all. We're dead. He died. He's not there anymore. Nobody knows me like my wife there and my mama knows me when I was in this world. And I don't want to even get into that stuff, but they know I'm not the same. And I'm not trying to. There's something I had to make a decision about my life. I had to make a decision. I'm going to live a righteous life with God. But the best part of all that he took away all my filth. Both. I can't imagine that. All listen, every sin I've ever committed from the time I was born till the time I got saved and still washing me is gone. Even it's gone. Why are you feeling, I'm not saying you, <laughs> why are you feeling condemned about what happened in the past? Accept the peace of God in your life. It's not there anymore. It's been washed away. The blood has cleansed you from your sins. You're not in bondage to that sin anymore. The sin that was destroying you, separating you from, from God, tearing your house apart, destroying everything you put your hands to. That was the devil doing that. You know, as a, as a Christian, a young Christian, I've always said, Lord, how could I have done that? Why would God even want to even listen to me? Coming to church, singing the songs, praising God and still feeling like I wasn't clean enough. A lot of that time was the devil. Because he didn't want my God. He didn't want me to touch Jesus. Remember the little woman with the issue of blood? <laughs> Listen, she didn't let nobody stop her. She didn't let nobody stop her. She, she saw Jesus. She, listen, I actually had a, a lady. I was delivering some limestones. Do you know she told me she was bleeding for 12 years? <laughs> I said, man, what God? listen, that really happened to me. Let's look in the Bible. I don't know if she was healed. I just prayed on her. But God knows. Then... The little lady, she's pressing through. She's crawling under the legs, and she's on the dirt. She's, she's knocking people out down. She's getting, I want to touch Jesus. I want to see Jesus. You heard me quote my favorite verse in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2, when Isaiah said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. Come on, Holy Ghost. His, his train filled the house. In other words, his, his, his robe. My God. And he could hear the angels singing, holy, holy, holy to the Lord. Man, I'll tell you, boy, that'd make a man child, man. He saw Jesus. He saw God or the Father. The glory of God filled him. The angels grabbed him and burned him. And this is, I'm a man of, I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> I'm a man of unclean lips. Well, the Lord said, go over there and get a coal and put it on your tongue. I'm going to save your mouth. <laughs> oh, Oh, look, seriously. We need to get to that altar and grab some of that coals. <laughs> oh, I'm among people of unclean lips, Lord. <laughs> but the problem is that we're not looking for Jesus. I am not a sinner because I see Jesus. You're not a sinner 
Stop calling yourself that. If you've been born again, you're not a sinner. And, you, and you're not a sinner saved by grace. You was a sinner saved by grace. You take that was out of it, you change the whole meaning of the, of the, of the, of the verse. That's right. But see, that's the problem with the church. They don't want to deal with their sin. There are churches today that are preaching some of the laziest, laid-back, sloppiest stuff that I've ever heard. I, get, I can't watch. I get, my blood pressure goes up to hear these preachers preach this stuff. I said, how can they sit there and blaspheme the Lord? But they do it so freely. It don't bother them. It's like it's, like it's you know, one they're saying now they're, they're, they're God, the equal with God, one of them said. I said, man, you, you lost. You get saved. I've been praying for them. I said, Lord, you need to save these people before it's too late. The same lie that the devil told Adam and Eve. The day you eat, you can become like God. They're calling themselves little gods. No, they're little sinners. They're, that's sin. That's, that, that, is, that is pride. That's the same sin that got the devil cast out of heaven. But yet thousands of people sit in front of me. I said, how, man? How could you be a... Somebody ain't reading their Bible. Honestly, somebody's not hearing from God. Somebody's not trusting the Word. <laughs> it's not this one. Although it'll take something out of context. But it's the idea. Nothing about sin. Nothing about men turning to God and turning from. It's pitiful. I've never. I've been in, in the faith a while. I've never heard it that that pitiful. It's it's bad. Listen, I thank God for our little church. One thing I made myself do, I said, God, I'm going to preach the Bible. I'm going to preach what's in His book. Listen, I'm not I'm not interested in what somebody thought they saw. I'm interested in the Word. If, if I can't preach something that, that's held up to God's word or the light of God's word, don't listen to it. My Bible says this, and I'm going I'm to I'm be much longer. Verse, six, verse uh, 6 of chapter 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Somebody died, right? Our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Does your Bible say that? What does it say about the body of sin? It shall be done away. Verse 6. Chapter 6 of uh, Romans. Yeah, exactly what it says. <laughs> oh, no, but no. No, it, it, it don't mean that, right? It don't mean it. Means that, it means that, you know, we, we might have stopped lying a little bit. And we might have stopped looking at another woman or man lustfully. And, you know, you know we might, we change a little bit. But never, sin can never be done away with. Listen, I'm going to tell you, when a preacher tells you, that nobody is perfect. Everybody's going to sin. you got to sin. No, you don't. As a Christian, you don't got to sin. You're not, bondage by, you're not in bondage to sin. You're not in bondage to the bondage of sin. You've been made free. You don't have to sin. That's why there's not much victory in the body of Christ. Because we've gotten so lazy in thinking that there's no victory over sin. You tell me the Holy Spirit is not powerful enough to deliver you? Or Jesus is not powerful enough to deliver you? It says, no, it says that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to what? If you got sin in your life and you can't get rid of it, you're a slave, right? No, I didn't write that. The Holy Ghost wrote that. If I'm not, if I'm bound up by sin, then I'm a slave to sin. 
then if I'm a slave to sin, then something is wrong. You're a slave to sin, you're a sinner. Now, let me, let me, let me balance it out because you're going to feel like, well, well, we're not perfect. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, Jesus said, to be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Now, there's our example, right? Jesus is our example. Now, if you read this whole past chapter 6, 7, 8, it talks about a war taking place, you know. A war between the flesh and the devil. Just because your flesh might win a few, that don't mean you lost, okay? Now listen to me, praise God. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. But if the flesh is winning the battle, then you're feeding the black dog, right? If you notice that something in your life, sin is winning in your life, stop yourself. And find a place with God. And say, God, I'm starting today. I want to I I crucify that flesh. Listen, you're going to have that battle. I wish it wasn't. You're going to have that battle until Jesus comes back. That's just about, it's how it is. There's going to be that battle between the flesh and the spirit. But he says here, verse 9 says, Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death have no more, has no more dominion over him. So death can never kill Jesus again, right? If you're serving the Lord, death has no dominion. I was praying this morning. I'm going to share something with you. I said, Lord, thank God the sting of death don't have me anymore. Grave is not going to have victory over me. My Lord, stop and think about the grave. If you die physically, you're with the Lord. That's just the bottom line. The grave is not... Getting victory over you. The grave can't stop you from going to heaven. Oh, death, where is your sting? For Christian death, it's just passing on the glory. Death has no control over your life. You hear what I'm saying? Death doesn't dominate your life. Your life is with the Lord. For a lost person that dies, he's going to hell. That's eternally damned. He's never coming. He's never going to see peace or joy, suffering for eternity. But for us, you know, you hear people say, well, you're going six feet under. Well, you might be going six feet under, but I ain't. Or my body might be there, but that ain't me. (laughs) Come on, somebody. My body might be there, but that ain't me. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave. Listen, I have victory over death and the grave. Because for a believer, you never die. Listen to me, praise God. I'm not talking about physical death. <laughs> I'm talking about spiritual death. For a believer, my God, I feel the presence of God. We'll never see judgment and death. For a believer, you never die. For those that trusted in Christ, you'll never die. For those that put their faith in the cross of Christ, you never die. Right? That's where the victory comes. Victory is in Jesus. Victory is in Jesus. I see Jesus. (laughs) I don't see nothing else. I don't see religion. I don't see law. I don't see a preacher. I don't see a denomination. I don't see nothing. I see Jesus, right? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That ought to make you shout. Praise God. Listen, you ain't bounded to men and and men's customs. You're bounded to Jesus. I see Jesus. When you pray tonight... 
Lift your heads up. Try that. It works. <laughs> Come on. It works. I've never, listen, the last couple of days I've had more victory than I've ever had overcoming fear. The devil says, well, you ain't going to never see Jesus. You'll never make it. I see Jesus. You ain't going to be, I see Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Come on. Hey, I'm starting to get an old black preacher. Oh, Lord. Never have it. Old black preacher. I like the old black preacher. That's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> help me, Jesus. I need help, though. Praise God. I already got help. Jesus is my help. Look, look. I saw Jesus. Amen. <laughs> it, says, it says in verse 11, I'm almost finished. Praise God. Hang on. Likewise, ye also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. So, what does that mean? You made up your mind. You figured it out. You're dead to sin, right? If you're dead to sin, you're not a sinner. See, people sin because they're sinners, right? People sin because they're sinners. There's two kinds of people in this world, a lost and a saved. And you know, the, world, the, the, the world's trying to divide us up in all different kinds of colors. Come on. Like I said this morning, it's not a, a, a skin problem. It's a sin problem. It's a hard problem. When I get before the Lord and you stand before the Lord, it's not, I'm not going to be there with you. And you're not going to be there with me. All he's going to want to know, Lawrence, is what you do with my son. And a lot of them will say, Lord, did we do miracles in your name? Did we cast out devils in your name? Did we do all these mighty things? He said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Because a lot of people are putting their miracles on their own shoulder and saying, I did it. Come on, Jesus. They, they're putting these victories on their own. Say, look what I've done. You remember Nebuchadnezzar? Look at my kingdom. You ever read it? You, you go read it in 1st uh, and 2nd Chronicles. And first and second. You go read the 1st and 2nd Kings about ne old Nebi. Yeah. Listen, he thought he was something. God put him in a field eating grass like a cow for seven years. <laughs> I bet you came out with a, a different attitude. <laughs> oh, come on. He said, look what I built. <laughs> Look at my kingdom. Look what all I've done. All right. I'm going to tell you something. Most of you ain't here because of me. You're, somebody else led you to the Lord. You did. No, I led both. <laughs> but anyway, you're not here because you're here because of someone else, right? You're here because somebody spoke to you about Jesus. See, it's, this ministry is not about me. It's about Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, I'm only the messenger. I'm not the message. I keep saying that over and over. I sound like a broken record, but it's true. When preachers become the solution and not the message, messengers, they, they got a problem. You know, Paul had that same problem in 1 Corinthians. I'm, I'm of Apollos. I'm of Paul. I'm of Cephas. Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? You remember that in 1 Corinthians? They're arguing about their favorite preacher. Come on. <laughs> Listen. God is off my favorite preacher. <laughs> Jesus is the... Listen, they had people that walked with Jesus three and a half years. What did they do? They ran away from him when he was being crucified. The only one at the cross of his disciples was John. 
But all the rest, they ran. But thank God they came back. Man, how many, how many times you fell from the Lord, Bowen? A couple of times? I thank God you came back. But when, what happened? You testimony when you got your eyes off of Jesus and started getting on other things. On the job, on, on, on some people. And, and, I, and listen, I'm going to tell you something. That's where, listen, you might love your family, but Jesus said, if you love father, mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. Come on. Son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. I'm almost finished. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> okay. Verse 14, and I'm going to finish. Chapter 6. I am, seriously. This is... I'm going to have some blown up tires probably before I finish. <laughs> I'm going to throw it back a flat tire. Keep preaching, brother. Keep doing good. Keep preaching. <laughs> read, read it for me, Mom. For since sin shall have no dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Ah, wait. Wait a minute here. Sin? See, you can't not sin without grace. Can, can I say that again? You're not going to stop sinning without the grace of God. But you're not under the law, but under grace. See, grace is more powerful than the law. Watch, you know what I used to get? I used to say it, and I stopped saying it. I hear people say, oh, they preach greasy grace. There's nothing greasy about greasy about grace. You know, uh, you, know you ever heard any people say that stuff? Sloppy agape. <laughs> Now, nothing sloppy is you that's sloppy. <laughs> the gospel is not sloppy. And I stopped using phrases about like that because I said there's nothing greasy or slippy or sly about the grace of God. Oh, you're right, I wouldn't be here <laughs> preaching about sin without grace. Somebody hearing me this morning? But you're not under the law, but under grace. And Paul refers here, what then shall we say because we're not on the law, we're under grace? He says, God forbid, or certainly not. Do you not know to whom you present yourselves to obey, to whom you obey, that's who you're under? Whether it be obedience unto righteousness or sin unto death. Don't, listen, you, you're in two places this morning, either one or the other. <laughs> you're on the sin or you're on the grace? Stand up, praise God. I'm, I'm, listen, it's, this is for you. I would rejoice. I see Jesus. I see. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You get the boy. <laughs> you remember when Jesus was brought before Pilate and they brought Barabbas? You remember Barabbas? Murderer, cutthroat. Insurrectionist. He was trying to overthrow the Roman government. And the thing about Barabbas, he represented sin, Lawrence. And he looked, and, and Jesus was there, and, and, and Pilate said, Who should I release unto you? Barabbas or Jesus? And the people cried, Give us Barabbas. Give us sin. Crucify, Crucify Jesus. Now, you would say, well, I'd never do something like that. Well, in our hearts, when we deny the power of God's word and the forgiveness of God's grace in our lives, we're saying, I want Barabbas. 
Listen, Jesus is fine. He's a nice guy. He, he's, a, he's, a good pro, he's a good Bible teacher. He's, well, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's a prophet, but a savior? <laughs> I see Jesus. How can a man 2,000 years ago, Ray, die for your sins? I had a discussion with a lady. I was fishing the other day, and she was on a wharf, and we were talking. She said, I said, Jesus was perfect. She said, oh, no, he wasn't perfect. I said, wait. I told her, I said, if he wouldn't have been perfect, we'd all be lost. You hear what I'm saying? Because it took a perfect man to die for our sins. It took somebody that didn't know sin. Born of God. Not of a man, not a man. Not a man. He was born of God. And I started sharing with it. You know, I don't know what she did with it, but, but she, she, had a, she had an earful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there preaching, and, and, and I'm praying, God, I still remember her name, Bonnie. Lord, help Bonnie. How many of you know somebody that needs Jesus today? Come on, Yvette. I see Jesus. <laughs> Listen, you want him saved? I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Y'all better run with this, praise God. I believe it in my heart. You want your children saved? See Jesus. My God, I feel, I feel, I feel a, a Pentecostal fit coming on me. You want them right? <laughs> see Jesus. See Jesus. When, when, when you pray and say, oh, they'll never get saved. They'll be, see Jesus. Don't listen to that garbage. The devil's a liar. I'm hoping you, heard, you, you received from the Lord this morning. Listen, listen, praise God. I, I know in my heart this was the Lord. Because we as Christians have to understand we are not sinners. You all hear me? If you're born again today, you are freed from the law of sin. Now, you might choose to sin, and that's going to cost you. See, if sin don't bother you, if hate don't bother you, pride don't bother you, if lust don't bother you, you need to get saved. I remember years ago, I was working for the state, and they had a, a calendar with some women with some bikinis. And I went to the boss. I said, that ain't right. He said, don't bother me. I said, bother me. I wasn't a very popular person at that place. Because it was right there where you had to go drink. They put, the devil puts it right at the water. At the water. Cool. I remember one day I went. I was, and they knew I was a believer, man. I preached to them. They had put a Playboy magazine on the window. I'll never forget that. They would call my last, my last, hey, what you think about that? I said, oh, I, said I don't need that junk. Oh, yeah. Right right, in, right where I was getting in the door. Right, right where you had to look. Thank God I didn't hear. My God, hallelujah. I'm not saying I didn't wrestle with the, with the devil. I didn't wrestle with God. But I did not accept it. And you don't have to accept it. You don't have to accept the lie of Satan. See, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I want to challenge everyone in this building today. Just examine your own heart. And see where you're at with God. Listen, I, listen, I'm a pastor. People say, you got, no, I don't have nothing all again. I'm still wrestling. Listen, I'm like Jacob. I'm limping, man. <laughs> I'm wrestling with God. I want to know him, man. I want to know his presence in my life. Listen, the way, the way, it's more so now because the way the world is going, I can't see nothing else working but Jesus. I see Jesus all the time. Jesus, see Jesus. 
And listen, I want to challenge you this week when you pray. And you know the devil's going to bring junk in your mind, okay? He will. He's going to make you feel like trash. He, that's his job. He does that good. When he tells you you ain't worth it, so I see Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> so see, he's the victory. Stephen said, I see Jesus sitting, standing on the right hand of God. And look, man, I feel the presence of God. That's something that works, and I wanted to share that with you, okay? Because I saw, especially in the last week. Brady, you remember when we were talking the other day and I shared that with you? When you Brady, you remember when I was saying, see Jesus? That was before that. I was seeing, I was, I was, I, the Lord showed me that. I was telling Brady, I said, man, I said, you're going to win, you see Jesus. <laughs> see Jesus. Don't, don't worry about, listen, see Jesus. <laughs> listen. I feel like me and Jesus is in the by, by ourselves when I see this. <laughs> no, we're not in by ourselves. But it's how, that's how good the grace of God is. Learning, 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 learning. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for this, this church. And I thank you for the people. And Lord, help us to go with Jesus, to see him. My Lord, oh God, we see Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. For that joy that was set before him, he was despised, smitten in shame. He endured the cross for my sins. I see you, Lord. You might not see him physically, but in your spirit, see him, man. See him, see him. Listen, if you're going through something, you're wrestling with sin in your life, don't give up. <laughs> Listen to me. Just look to him. And I can promise if you're sincere, of wanting to walk a right walk with God, He'll wash you. He'll wash you. 